If you like mushrooms and camping, I'm telling you, you're going to freak out on today's episode. It's time for another Launching Life's Journeys podcast, Campground Special Series with Marvac. The podcast is, of course, powered by Heartland RV. I am your host, Will Miller, and my lovely co-host, Maris Brennan, is here with me, bringing you all of the destinations to go to at the start of camping season, officially, unofficially, in May, in the Mitten State, also known as Michigan. So with that, Maris, you know what to do. <laughs> so Michigan camping coming up here May-ish. Some of them are opening in April. Some of them aren't open until June. But for the most part, Michigan campgrounds open up the beginning of May as soon as we're sure most of the snow is gone. So Marvac is bringing you all the things that you need to know for your outdoor Michigan adventures. We've been doing all of the RV shows coming up so people can dream about Michigan adventures. And now we're coming into the season where you actually get to go and plan them. So, Willie, where does today's destination take us? I'm glad you asked, Maris. Today's destination takes us to beautiful Mesick, Michigan. For those that don't know, it is the morale mushroom capital of the universe. Today's guest is Pat and Julia Sniff of Pat's RV Park. Welcome, both of you, to the Launching Life's Journeys podcast. Thank you for having Hi. us. And it's so nice because the way our cameras are, we made you guys sit all close and show your love for each other. This is going to be warm and, and a feel-good story for everyone. Um, so again, we're here at the podcast. Maris, you've been busy going all over the state of Michigan, six shows down. You survived RV show season. Why don't you get started and tell all of our listeners and ask some questions and learn a little bit more about Pat's RV park. Indeed. So Pat and I actually, we go way back. Okay. Because he's on the board here at Marvac. Whoa. Didn't so, know that one. Okay. <laughs> Surprise. Well, I like to give you a few that you're not aware of. Well, I'm, Just I, I don't know what to do. So yeah, Pat's on the board here, you know, as a nonprofit, but that is not why he got to be on the board. He got to, or why he got to be on the podcast. He and Julie are on the podcast because they participate in our shows. They, they come to the shows to promote their campground. So I've gotten to know them and their little me one. She's about a year old now, right? Mm -hmm. And found out that Pat's are, Pat and Julia are actually third generation family to own this campground. So tell everybody the story about your family's history with Pat's RV Park. Uh -huh. So it actually started with his great, great grandparents in 1930. Ish. Wow. Ish. Um, they started with some army tents on the point, I believe. Yeah, we had the military tents that they would set up. They had a wood floor and a potbelly stove in the middle of it for heat. Um, and then the story is that they would ride the train up from down, you know, Grand Rapids, Detroit, even into the town of Yuma, which okay. you know where Yuma is. <laughs> it was a lot bigger town than Mesick ever was at one time. And then they would get a ride from Yuma to our place that's just down the road from like there. Like five, ten minutes yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they would get a ride to us and stay with us and then go back down south. Because at that time, the train was more prevalent to get you here faster than anything. Mm -hmm. 
And then mm. after that, and then his grandfather took it over at some point after his grandparents passed, I believe. Okay. I don't really know about that. Um, it was back then it was known as Oliver's Landing. Oliver's Landing was the original, I believe that was the first name of the campground. Yes. <clears throat> and then it went to Pat's place. And then it's been Pat's RV park for quite a long time now even when grandpa owned it it was switched he switched it for some reason went to pat's rv park and mm -hmm. then in 2014 patrick's dad bought it from his grandfather and we've been running it all together since and a little bit before we we yes. actually we kind of took over the campground early in because grandpa's dimension and stuff i think he he couldn't take care of it so the family stepped in and then we were able to finally purchase it, my parents, and uh, get it from him. And unfortunately, Grandpa actually did pass away shortly after we had purchased it. Um, so, but we've 10 years now, I think I've been doing the actually running the park. Yeah. Um, I grew up there. My dad grew up there and my grandfather. So we all always been here. We've never gone any, we don't go too far away. <laughs> So we talked not too long ago about some things that you want to change at the park, mm -hmm. um, things that you're planning to do going forward now. Do you want to talk about those today? Sure, we can talk about that. Okay. We can, I mean, there's always something to be done at a campground. I don't, it could be a brand new park and you could still change it. Um, but as of right now, obviously, the park being the age that it is, um, and our campers today are wow they're way different than they were back 20 <laughs> years ago even not even 10 years 10 years ago so we're doing a lot of um, improvements on trying to make the sites bigger um, accommodate our bigger rigs and stuff like that um, the power upgrades are the main thing that we're doing right now uh, we're trying to get everything to 50 amp service uh, we still have a few sites that are 20 amp just your standard outlet that you'd find in your house um, and then, so we're doing a lot of that power upgrades right now. Unfortunately, it takes a lot of time and a lot of money. Um, and our power company actually was not able to service the amount of power we needed. So we have been slowly working with them. We're a year and a half on this one project right now, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, getting the power that we need there. Once they're done, then we will have plenty of power to actually expand at some point if we'd like to. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to update stuff. I don't, is there anything you can think of? Um, we remodeled the bathhouse not that long ago. A couple years ago now. Um, we, I would have liked to knock it down and completely change it. But <laughs> we remodeled it, and it's a lot better than it was. Um, it's a love-hate relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um, with anything. Um, but yeah, we, we got the, the power upgrade. Then we're redoing the water system a little bit. We actually reconfigured. We have it planned to reconfigure the lots to better source our um, camper, our uh, customers. For pulling, mm. for pulling so through. Lining up and stuff yeah. like that. Making sure the trees are all trimmed up and stuff. We try to, we do live on a gravel road. We are on a completely gravel other than a small section of the campground that actually has asphalt. Um, so we do, we try to maintain the road. We make sure that's graded and stuff for our customers. And we do brine the road to keep the dust down as much as possible. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and and I think this makes a good transition 
for that meat and potatoes portion. You know, as we've been talking to more and more campgrounds, you know, throughout the great state of Michigan, um, you know, that's the one thing that you kind of hit on already that obviously I'm newer to the industry. I'm just on my third year now, believe it or not. So please don't judge. But you did you did say something. You know, and I've kind of said that same thing here in the industry. You know, you look around and you think, wow, we came off two record years. You've got every category out there. But, you know, to be quite honest, and I've always said this too, people always ask me, oh, what makes Heartland better? And I'm like, it's not so much the product because the internet has exposed all of us. That's why Mm -hmm. I'll never speak bad about our competition. We all use the same (laughs) supply chain. So, I mean, outside of the exterior look and the interior decor, Unless we get some exclusives, like we do have right now with our air fryer, uh, we're the only ones that have an air fryer in our in our RVs. Um, those are the unique nuances. But I think more importantly, and you guys hit on it, since 1930, there has been a big evolution. And can you just? I would guess that. Actually, yeah. Let me try to guess. What you guys have probably seen is a lot more power in these units. They're much larger in size. You're probably seeing a lot more full timers, a lot more families traveling as opposed to little weekend stops, right? So that's requiring this need and upgrade as a third generation owner to accommodate for, you know, the changing times of the technology as well as the size of both the families and the coaches. Am I correct? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you go back, I'd say 15, 20 years ago, when somebody would go camping, even they just showed up and entertained themselves. You know, they took care of themselves. They did their own thing. You know, granted, you had the park there and you had a playground and, you know, hiking trails and stuff or like a beach and a lake like we do. You know, you had all that stuff, but that was it. And today, a lot of your customers are looking for more than just that. You know, it's almost an entertainment business in some ways um, that we're still trying to figure out that ourselves, you know, that to help our customer, you know, give them something to do while they're there versus just having something that they can go find on their own in the local area. Um, well, and I, and I think you just hit on it. And I'm going to let Maris talk about the fun stuff in terms of your location, because I think, yeah. again, since 1930, you know, this is definitely a location for those outdoor enthusiasts. And you'll hear Maris kind of talk about that. So before we get into that, though, just you know, meat and potatoes. And again, you guys are going to always try your best. You're wonderful human beings, Pat. When I first met you at the Marvac RV show, I walked away. I said, this is a great human. So obviously everything pulls at your heart. It's been at the core of what your whole family has been about is creating these great experiences for people when they come to your property. But it's also okay to say, is your property ideal for mostly travel trailers in terms of just ease of getting set up? If you're under 35 feet, won't have a problem. Can you kind of speak to just how many sites do you currently have? Mm-hmm. And so we have 88 sites okay. altogether, and I believe it breaks down to 33-ish sites that are overnight stuff. That ranges from 10 sites to your full half a million dollar motor homes and campers. Okay. And um, I also understand too, that you have cabins on the property as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We have four cabins. Three of them are modern. They have showers, kitchenettes, okay. two beds in them. You know, we have one rustic cabin, but it's right on the water. It's got two bunk beds, microwave and refrigerator, just the basics, yep. if you will. Um, they do have heat and air conditioning in them though. So they're comfortable while you're there. Um, and then yeah. you've got basketball and volleyball, right? Yep. 
So there's outdoor activities. And that's, that's again, too, the other thing that I've noticed. And trust me, I've been traveling coast to coast in North America. And it's like, I think sometimes, too, I look at some of our RVs and I'm like, these are too nice on the inside. Have we forgotten? The whole idea of camping is to be outdoors doing outdoor things. And, you know, now they want six big screens in their, you know, toy haulers that they're converting the garage to a second bedroom. And I'm like, can we have seats? (laughs) Yeah, right. So, okay. So we, we covered the meat and potatoes as far as just, you guys got everything that is essential and needed. Um, There's things that you're working on in terms of upgrades. More importantly, in my mind, because as Maris and I talk a lot, new RVers, Hmm. They don't realize how full things get, how quickly. <laughs> so can you guys just kind of talk about booking, scheduling, calendar? Maybe, you know, Maris gave me a, a, a really good document that she's putting together to go statewide in regard to a little survey. Um, and, and there's some good points that she's made on it. Can you just kind of give your recommendations as of you're looking at the calendar right now? Do you guys already have some blackout dates? When's the best time to start getting a hold of you guys? Because, again, there's a lot of newbie RVers that are starting their life's journeys with us and other brands. And there's a bit of a learning curve there, I think, when it comes to planning. So can you guys just kind of talk about your property, where you guys are at with booking, when they should get a hold of you if they want to get started early on in the camping season? I mean, it really depends on what weekend they're looking for. I mean, we start taking reservations, phone and online through our website, January 1st. Okay. Um, You know, the holiday weekends seem to be what book up first. Um, I mean, I think right now we're almost booked for Memorial Day and almost booked for the 4th of July. The 4th is booked. Um, There is some random weekends in, in July, I feel like. Um, and I know that our full hookup sites that are on the water, um, those go quickly as well. So I I know that there was some people that they're like, all right, I want lot one right on the point, this date through this date, but I can't book it online. Why? (laughs) (laughs) So it's, you know, the sooner, the better. I mean, and and I know again that you guys, for everybody listening, if you are late to the game, you guys do do your best, though, to try and accommodate. And I and I really yes. applaud you guys for that. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't still be in business since 1930. <laughs> um, as far as, you know, staying there, do you guys have any limitations? Do you allow people for the entire camping season? Is it limited to like one week? Do you guys have any kind of restrictions on that? I mean, we do have our seasonal sites, which okay. you know, depending on where they're at would either be from May 1st, October 31st, or <clears throat> the May 1st to a little bit later, depending. We do have in our upper park, they can leave their camper there year round. Um, as far as an overnight site, you can stay as long as you'd like, technically. Yeah, okay. we will allow you to, st- we won't boot you out. You just got to pay the night fee. But obviously, now that we've had bookings, we have done it in the past. We do move people around every once in a while. But generally, most people will stay up to maybe 10 days for their seasonal customers. At the price, it is best to do a seasonal site. If you're going to stay more than a month at one time, uh, a seasonal site is your better opportunity to do it that way then. Okay. And we have one left, I believe, yes. as of right now. We always have a couple stragglers at the very end, usually. That's pretty typical. 
Okay. So for everybody listening, if you have more meat and potato or logistic questions, uh, we're going to end the uh, interview with all their contact information so you can contact them directly if I happen to miss a question. Now on to the fun stuff, the pretty stuff. I want Maris to talk about what makes your location so attractive to so many outdoor enthusiasts and then just let her run with uh, all the good stuff that you guys have up there. Well, I have to say, being being me, I love the water. You guys have an absolutely gorgeous lake. It's it's. Tell us a little bit about what that lake means to your campground, the fishing and the boating and all of that stuff. So the lake is actually. So just to give you a backstory on the lake itself, the lake is owned and operated by Consumers Energy in the state of Michigan. It was put in. It was completed in 1928, I, I think, somewhere in there. So we were shortly after that. Um, they actually own the property that is right on the lake and all the way around the lake that we are on. Uh, we do lease some of the property from them for the campground for a general public access for them. Um, so on the lake, it's a 1900 acre lake. Um, okay. It's a lot bigger than most people ever think it is. Um, you go to our website, you'll see overview of pictures and it's, a... and I think at one point he told me it's at its longest point, it's eight miles long and a mile and a half wide yes, at its widest point. Roughly. So some of it, I mean, it is winding. It is the mm -hmm. Manistee river backed up by the Hoden pile dam. So yes. it's an impoundment. There is trees or stumps in certain mm -hmm. spots. Very clean lake because of what it is, you know, swimmers itch that stuff. You don't ever have to really worry about any of that. It's great for fishing, swimming, um, any recreational thing you want to be doing on the water, it's there. Um, and it's a very scenic lake, seeing there are six homes, basically, and a few campgrounds on it, and that's it. So it's actually a tree line all the way around it. It's not home after home or all the way around the lake. It's one of the closest lakes you can go to in the southern part of Michigan or the north or the West Michigan area that um, is as scenic as it is. Mm. What do you usually catch out of there? Bass, walleye, bluegill, perch, um, pike. Oh, um, all the things. Yeah. And he doesn't mean him. Yeah, no, no, we don't. We're not good fishermen at all. <laughs> we live there. So That's you don't everybody. catch those things. Other people catch yes. those things. They do very well. The lake is actually a very good lake. We leave fish. them for everyone else. Yes, that, we that's do. kind of you. It's thoughtful. It's very, very, yeah, that, that's yes. cool. So coming up, um, Will and I were talking about trying to make sure that you guys are out in the public before May 12th. Why do we need you to be out before May 12th? Because it's the Mushroom Festival. Tell us about that. So the, so the Mushroom Festival is, they have a big carnival and stuff that comes in of course the flea market we have the parade we also have a mud bog that actually pat's rv park has sponsored for a long time we do the mud pit and everything for them um and it's uh you can go out anywheres and hunt for mushrooms um and find them and if you don't they're always for sale in the local area they've, they've always got different things too like i think that friday nights they have they make a giant mushroom and have like a community bonfire type thing mm -hmm. they have crafts at the like arts crafts at the school too people can sell there's just usually there's a pasty sell at them or 
pasty sale at the Masonic Lodge, just different things going on throughout town. I think they've got softball games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what all. There's a lot happening in May. There's a lot there. You... So much. No, and for the foodies that are not from Michigan, let me just tell you, morel mushrooms are one of the top five most expensive mushrooms in the world. Last year, they averaged $254 a pound. Wow. And they grow in the ditches here in Michigan, especially up in the Mesic area. So mm-hmm. don't They are that. the filet mignon of fungus. They <laughs> are indeed. That so, is awesome. I have no idea where to find them myself. So, you know, no people will tell you where to find them. You, you have to go and go on your own mushroom journey. Um, no yeah. one will tell you where they are. The, the so, Yuma Hills, I think, is a good spot, but as far as a good poles, starting spot for good, you, but the Yuma Hills is large, so good luck. <laughs> so, between the Manistee River, the love that you guys have given everybody since 1930, third generation. For those of you that love the outdoors, you love fishing, you love mushrooms, and you love a beautiful scenic over a 1,900-acre lake area to go and have some fun in the water, go see our good friends at Pat's RV Park. If people want to find out more, what is your guys' website, and are you on social media? We are on um, Facebook and Instagram. Um, Our website is Pat's RV Park dash llc.com okay and then if people want to contact you to schedule our book what's the phone number to reach you 231-885-2020 well pat it is so nice that you've recovered from the little incident you had months ago it's glad to have you back and have your better half with you julia um just been an honor to get to know your guys' story like i said everything you guys do is from the heart Um, And I'm really excited. I wish you guys, your entire staff, a wonderful start to your camping season. And on behalf of myself, Heartland, my lovely co-host, Mary Brennan, I want to thank you guys for taking some time to be on the Launching Life's Journeys podcast campground special series with Marvac. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you.